0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and I am your host, John June. Today is Saturday, October 1st. Happy fall. Got
1: my guy Greg Peniman, G Money. How we doing, bro? Good, yeah. Happy fall for sure. Sweater weather, hoodie weather is in full effect for sure. Uh, Pull them hoodies out, uh, sweaters and stuff. Um, Looking forward to week four. Um, Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, glad to hear that Tua is uh, doing all right. You know, moving all his extremities and everything like that. Um, Yeah, it was definitely a scary injury. That's really all I could think of from that from that Thursday night game. Uh, That really set the tone for. Um, that game, but yeah, definitely glad he's all right and definitely gives you perspective about this football stuff.
0: Yeah, just uh, glad, too, was okay. I mean, that was, uh, you know, it's obviously scary after, uh, what happened, obviously, the, the, um, you know, the week before, you know, he had suffered a, a, what we all saw as a head injury, but the yeah. Dolphins called it a back and an ankle. Um, back in the game. So to watch him in the position that he was in on Thursday was, was you know was scary. Um and it, yeah like you said it just kind of gives you you know a little bit of perspective. You know a lot of times as uh, you know I, I know we've all been we've all been guilty of it at one point or another, right? Like you know when, when a running back goes down like we're like oh you know the backup Right. Like, but we forget that that running back that got injured is like a person and that they have a livelihood and, you know, that this impacts them. Right. Like, so, you know, just realizing that these are human beings, that they do have feelings and, you know, like put yourself in their position and kind of like understand, like, how would you feel, you know, if that were, if something like that were to happen to you or, you know, your livelihood was taken from you and, or, you know there was some kind of, um, you know, injury that you suffered that, you know, impacted your ability to do your job at a high level. So, you know, just think about that. Uh, good morning, people. Got my guy, Q, like up early with us. Uh, so, you know, we appreciate y'all who are tuning in. Obviously, we're, we're doing a little bit early today. Uh, got to do some fall, first day of fall, got to do some fall festivities, man. Got to get the apple picking in. Pumpkins, you know I gotta get all that stuff in. So
1: yeah, man, get your, your apple cider donuts. Your, your get your apples to make some apple pie, man. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: let's talk about Thursday night football, though. Obviously, the two injury was was the was the main takeaway. Um, but this game ended twenty seven to fifteen. So that means Cincinnati covered. We did not get the over. Uh, it was just forty two points in this game. Um, Obviously, Greg, we know Cincinnati. You know they, they. Um, you know if you had jo- Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, uh, even Hayden Hurst, you 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 felt you felt pretty good. Um, you know uh, Jamar Chase had. You know I wouldn't. You know okay. it was the, it was okay. Um, yeah. You know it wasn't game breaking. You know, uh, tired. And, but we obviously know that the Tua injury impacted obviously the Miami side and um, Tyree killed, had a fine day, uh, but it was pretty much, you know, that was pretty much it for for the Miami Dolphins offense. Um, what was your takeaway, your main takeaways? And, and then I want to get your opinion on how we look at this Miami offense operated by Teddy Bridgewater versus Tua.
1: Uh, well, yeah, mainly takeaway was uh... – did like, you know, the of Cincinnati, um, like how they played, you uh, know, that Miami's defense has been sh- struggling um, mentally this year. So it's good for Cincinnati to take advantage of that. Uh, I think we're definitely going to see what we were saying, how we're well, between Higgins and Chase. It's going to be one that has that big day. And then one that just has a, probably a solid, you know, maybe wide receiver two, wide receiver three day. Um, I don't think both of them can be a wide receiver one in the same week. Um, but so, uh, it'll be interesting in depending on the you know the matchup, the corner that they're facing. Um, because you know, Higgins easily had that uh his matchup uh, on Xavier Howard um and just in a lot of spots he was he was pretty open a lot. Um speaking of that, if you watch on, on Amazon Prime, you know, that the, the next gen stats, who that's that's the that's the way to watch the game, you that telecast is pretty good. Um you literally see who's open every play. So see if this the quarterback's the O line's fault, the wide receiver's fault. Um and then on, yeah, Miami side. Tyreek Hill did well. I I think when Teddy Bridgewater came in, I was like, oh man, this is you know Teddy Bridgewater is a fine quarterback, but I didn't you know expect explosiveness. You never really see explosiveness from an uh, offense that he's on. I think he he looked solid. He looked very solid to come in in a half. I mean, he probably has a lot of more first team reps this week because Tua was still banged up. Um, but first drive they came in, they they drove right down the field. They were able to get that touchdown. Um, you know he. Looked for speed to Tyreek Hill got 14 targets on the day. Um, I'm not sure how much he got after the the injury, but it was a lot. Um, I think I think this offense will be fine. I don't think the upside the cap is brought down a, a little bit. Um, I mean, still uh, not. I want not say drastically, but I think they can still put points on the board. Um, um, yeah, in the aerial attack, I think the Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle being wide receiver ones week to week will be a little bit harder. Um, I think. It'll be more like a Higgins and Chase situation where it'll be Hill this week, maybe Waddle the next week.
0: Yeah, I I, uh, I think to that point though on Higgins and Chase, I feel like they can finish wide receiver ones. We just need the game environment to be able to to
1: maybe on the season. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, on the yeah. season it definitely will, but I, like yeah. it could happen. In, it could happen in a game if we get like like if they get the a yeah. shootout against Baltimore, yeah. right? Like. I could see that. I could totally see that yeah. happening, uh, especially because Chase gets targeted so much around the red zone. So, you know, um, but I, I do agree with you on the Miami side. Uh, Q's asking, are the Dolphins pretenders or contenders? Pretenders or contenders without Tua? Uh did
1: they can get a playoff spot.
0: I think they can still complete for a playoff spot as well. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, he's solid. Um you know, he doesn't move the needle, you know, too much. But I think Mike McDaniel really, you know, through four weeks, he's been, you know, really good as as an offensive play caller. Uh, his ability to get Waddle and Hill in space and, and really um, have the, the, you know, those are two guys that are, are, like, amongst the league leaders in yards after catch, right? And this is, and Mike McDaniel has done this repeatedly, um, you know, spending time, you know, with San Francisco, where where they, you know, tops in the league in, in yards after catch. So these are two players that are, are good at this, Um and there's a, a play caller that's good at getting them into these opportunities to create these yards after catch opportunities. And so I think with Teddy Bridgewater, it's still going to be fine. Um I, I do agree that maybe the upside is capped a little bit where uh you're not going to see, you know, Waddle and, and Hills, you know, put up these – you know, simultaneous thirty-point games, um, but again, I, I feel like that's we can't expect that every week because no. you know that was again in a situation where they're trying to come back, um, you know, down like twenty-four points or whatever it was. So, um, enough about Thursday night football. Oh yeah,
1: sell Chase Evans by the way too. Mm-hmm. Definitely sell that man.
0: Yeah, I was saying, man, I don't want I don't want anything to do with this backfield. Like last week was the week to do it after he had the two touchdowns. I mean
1: he got a touchdown this week, so maybe some someone will still see that box. Yeah, but it's
0: only ten points, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you need to sell <laughs> like, <up>. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Ten points is a I don't know, do you mind? <laughs> um let's talk about some injuries. There have been some inactives or some people listed as out that we had previously talked about. Um, on Wednesday's show when we broke down all the 1 p.m. games and the London game, which is at 9.30. So, um, you know, just going through a, a, a few of the guys here and maybe if, you know, um, how you might be pivoting or maybe some other options that you might be looking to. Um, but, you know, the wide receiver position, Michael Thomas, he's been listed as out with a foot injury as well as, um, Amon Ross Saint Brown for the Detroit Lions being out with an ankle. Um, I feel like at the wide receiver position, there's a very easy pivot because for some reason he's not rostered in a lot of leagues. He's only rostered in like 11 percent of Yahoo leagues, um, and that's Richie James. Yeah. Like, if I'm going if I'm in a PPR league, I'm not even thinking about it. Just, just yeah, you know, put him in there. But if I'm, in a, if I'm in a half, like, you know, maybe I might consider. You know, somebody with a little bit more upside, but Richie James is
1: the first thing that comes to mind because I know he's available. Yeah, and there's no giant receiver literally playing. He's like the only one that Brian Dayball like likes and that he's playing as well. Um, so that's that's an easy option. I I was trying yesterday, with Hunter Renfro I was waiting for him to go out so I could slide him to the IR, someone snagged Richie James before me. So but yeah, it's uh that's definitely an option for sure.
0: Yeah. Um do you have yeah, I any other- as well. Matt Collins, yep, that's another name. No, Hunter Renfro. Um, so. Hunter Renfro's out. So
1: and he's, he's been the wide receiver one production-wise so far for the Raiders. It's crazy.
0: Um, and then at the running back position, uh, we get a, a couple guys, a about a few guys actually. Dalvin Cook is in for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, so you you got to put him in your lineup there. And then... David Montgomery for the Chicago Bears is out. So obviously, if you have Khalil Herbert, that pretty much means you can stick him in there as an, as an yeah. RB1. Um just realizing that my mic is all the way down here. <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah, he's an he's an RB1. Uh Khalil Herbert is. And then um DeAndre Swift is out. Uh, so you pretty much slide Jamal Williams there as as an RB one. Is there are there any other pivots you might be looking to, Greg, at the um running back position?
1: Yeah, it's definitely harder other than like the direct backup. Um it's you know hard to pivot to um a solid matchup. I mean those those guys, Jamal Williams, um but as far as who's on on waivers right now, it's it's rough right now for running backs. Um just the running backs who are starting running backs that you know it's it's been a rough year for them. So um can't expect a huge days from some those those waivers.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I'm in an interesting predicament in the League of Extraordinary People, Greg, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not able to leave our draft with more than two running backs, uh DeAndre Swift <laughs> and, and Michael Carter. It has not been a problem as I am three and oh and in first place. But DeAndre Swift is out. I, I I ended up accumulating more running backs throughout the throughout the you know obviously uh, these past couple weeks or a few weeks on free agency. Uh, but I'm just looking at uh, starting Jarek McKinnon, um, who I currently have in the lineup. Or not bad. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's it could be worse. I could get zero points. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, or I'm looking at potentially because Christian McCaffrey. There's some news about him. He was DMP on yeah, the uh, Wednesday yep. and Thursday with the thigh. Uh, practiced limited on Friday. Um, people. Are, it seems like he's gonna play, but you know there was there was thought that Matt Rule might be concerned. So I did pick up Chuba Hubbard and Dante Foreman. I've actually dropped my kicker. Uh. And depending on the news that happens, if McCaffrey goes, if McCaffrey's in, then I, you know, I'll drop these guys, pick up a kicker, probably start McKinnon. I also have picked up Craig Reynolds. So
1: it's deep right now. Yeah, JD McKissick a, is probably the one name I'm looking at. JD McKissick if you're safe, PPR floor. Um, uh, you know he's gonna get at least five five receptions. Um, I think that's that's something you want.
0: Yeah, and I also think that um, the – wow, his name just escaped. Oh, Rex Burkhead. He has some – he he probably got dropped. I know I had him in a league and then I dropped him. Um, you know, but they play the Chargers. There's a possibility that Houston might be down. Um, so if, you, if you're desperate, he, he could be a PPR option for you. Yeah. Um, any other injuries that we have to talk about? Oh, Jameis Winston out with the foot.
1: No, Keenan Allen back.
0: He's most likely out with the back. He's doubtful. Andy Dalton's going to start. I think that's already been report or announced. Yeah, um, no,
1: no, Keenan Allen as well. Or yeah,
0: FD. no, Keenan Allen. Uh, how do you see Andy Dalton maybe impacting this offense? Is there anybody you are willing to play? Not willing to play? Maybe has more upside with Andy Dalton in the lineup.
1: Just the, it's the kind of the same uh format. Maybe Kamara gets a little more targets, but um I was looking at Chris Olave before the game. Uh, especially with Michael Thomas a little banged up. Chris Olave is I think is gonna continue to be that top guy.
0: Yeah, I uh I continue to like Olave as well. Um for me, I think Kamara probably ends up with some more upside. His running back rush share was his you know the team rusher last year last week for him was pretty good. It was, you know, over uh around 58%. Um and so Andy Dalton maybe checks the ball down a little bit more. I mean oh, with so no Michael no, no. Thomas like Alvin Kamara has to has absorb. To. He has to absorb something. Has right to, like that. So um, yeah I think I think you can confidently start Alvin Kamara this week.
1: Yeah, man, he's he's one of the best players in football. Like, every week he argues, man, he's one of the best players on the field of either matchup. So he's got to get
0: right. Yeah, no, I think this is a nice get right spot um, for Alvin Kamara. I like it. Um, All right. So that's enough talking about games that we talked about already. Um, But we are just updating the people. Um, Oh, Adam Weber. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Adam. Um, let's jump into some football, man. We've got the, let me get my sheet up.
1: Oh man, the Oklahoma bowl, you're saying?
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, the Oklahoma bowl. (laughs) This game is going to be super interesting. Um, because we have Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield, former Oklahoma quarterbacks. And, I mean, we're going to get into the game, obviously, but I don't know how you feel about this game, Greg. Um, anyway, let's talk about it. The 1-2 Arizona Cardinals traveling to Carolina to take on the 1-2 and two Carolina Panthers. This game has a 43-and-a-half point total, where the Carolina Panthers are one and a half point home favorites. There's rain expected in this game, um, you know, on the Arizona side in terms of injuries, um, James Conner, he was limited earlier in the week with a knee injury. Uh, J.J. Watt dealing with the uh, – he's questionable with the calf. A.J. Green, he, I think believe, has been listed as out for the game uh, with a knee injury. Greg Dortch I believe, was taken off the injury report with the back, uh, is expected to play. Rondell Moore – who practice in limited fashion all week is questionable for the game. There was a report that he could make his season debut. Uh, he's still a stash for me, uh, just because if you are looking at what Greg Dortch is doing, um, that's the Rondell Moore role, and Rondell Moore has juice. So I, I want him um, you know, stashed away. Because he can be a PPR machine in this offense. Uh, Zayvon Collins, he's dealing with a shoulder injury. And then on the Carolina side, Christian McCaffrey, we talked about him. He's questionable with that quad injury. Uh, LaVisca Chenault dealing with a hamstring. And then Ian Thomas is dealing with an ankle injury. Um, for, so in terms of this game here, I'm, uh, this game is so weird because these teams are so bad. Um, but I don't see. I think we get the over here, and I feel like Arizona is going to cover this game, and Arizona's going to win. Like I don't think Kyler Murray wants to go out there and lose to Baker Mayfield um, or the Carolina Panthers. Not that either one of teams, either one of these teams, want to lose this game. But uh, on the Arizona side, Kyler Murray is going to fall into a quarterback one week. Um, oh, this was also. Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown was added to the injury report late on Friday with a foot. So that's obviously never good. So it's something we want to monitor. Um, but I think if he goes, he's a high end wide receiver three. James Connors is a high end RB three, maybe borderline RB two. Uh, Greg Dortch is a floor play wide receiver three, wide receiver four flex. Um, And then for Carolina, if C C can go, I mean, I think he's in a really good spot. Uh, Pick up, obviously, Chuba Hubbard or Deontay Foreman in case Uh, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore can both be flexed in a pinch uh, because this matchup is is good. And, you know, I did take the over here and and, um, Adam is saying he needs a huge game from DJ Moore this week or he's getting cut. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's, DJ he's Moore is a definitely a snick-snick candidate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's He's yeah. Uh, Baker, I, hope that huge game, I hope that huge game Adam is happening on your bench and that you don't need to start DJ Moore this week. That's my hope for you Adam.
1: Yeah man. Uh, I'm going to take the over as well. I'm going to take Arizona to cover, Arizona to win. Uh I'm with you on, you know, the Arizona side. Kyler Murray is still the, the QB nine on the year, um, according to fantasy pros, you know, he's still gonna fall into the QB one week. So, uh, and he's, you know, still has upside with his, his rushing. So uh, you, you're starting for fantasy real life football. doesn't really matter for, for these terms. So um, as far as the other skill positions, you know, Marquis Hollywood Brown, if he's playing, I think he's a, a wide receiver too, especially after, you know, the week he had last week, um, I think they kind of, uh, you know, best game of the season for him so far. Uh, he's going to lead his team in targets. So he's he's a strong wide receiver, two for me. James Conner, uh, low-end RB2, um, always got have a touchdown opportunity if they get in the red zone. Um, <clears throat> Zach Ertz, uh, he's a low-end tight end one for me as well. And then on the Carolina side, CMC, be able to go. You're, of course, if you're firing him up, uh, Chuba Hubbard, I agree with you, have, have him ready, though. And as far as the receivers, yeah, it's uh, it's tough. I mean, but the Auburn is there. I don't know how they're able to score points with the, these receivers having these production. Because they're not, like, having bad, you know, as far as points, they're not, like, getting single digits or anything. They're putting up some points. So, mm, Robbie Anderson, flex, low-end flex. And that's that's really it.
0: Yeah, I failed to mention Zach Ertz. So you obviously have to start him. Um, yeah. Yeah, who who else would you start? No, (laughs) (laughs) it's accurate. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game here. We've got the two and one Denver Broncos traveling to Las Vegas to take on the 0 and 3 Las Vegas Raiders. This game has a 44 and a half point total where the Vegas Raiders are one and a half point favorites. Um, that probably that line probably has to do something with with Russell Wilson's Mm -hmm. new, newest sandwich commercial thing that he did on. T- did you see that? No, no. Oh my no, God.
1: I, I try my best not to yeah. follow anything. Russ uh, is doing man, so it was, just on the field, on the field, man.
0: Oh, uh, you, you have to, you have to see his subway commercial for the danger. Witch. <laughs> it's his signature sandwich. The danger. Witch. Oh man. It's like, have you ever done anything dangerous? Uh, you have, it's, it's, it's so cringy. It's Russell Wilson level level Yeah. Uh, anyway, Terms, in, in terms of whether this game is played in the Dome, uh, for in terms of injuries, Melvin Gordon taking off the injury report with the neck that he was dealing with all week. Um, so, you know, that's obviously good news for him. Uh, defense tackle DJ Jones, he was DMP with a concussion. Um, Hunter Renfro also dealing with a concussion. He is out. Uh, Denzel Perryman, the linebacker for the Raiders, he is questionable with an ankle Safety, Trayvon Morrig for the Raiders, he's he's questionable with the hip. And then cornerback, Rocky Sin, is questionable with a knee. Uh, Greg, where are you in terms of this matchup here?
1: I'm taking the over, taking Denver to cover, Denver to win. I think for Denver, this is the, the get-right matchup. Um, I remember looking at the schedule, talking about Russell Wilson a couple of weeks ago. This is when it opens up, uh, especially with this matchup the Raiders are just bad in, in all sorts on that defense, they're the only 0 3 team. Secondary has been bad, uh, fresh defense has been bad. For so us, Wilson, uh, it's gonna, gonna have a, a big day here. Um, I think he's gonna get in that top five, especially uh, top seven performance. Javante Williams, uh, Melvin Gordon's no, not an injury report anymore, but you know, he was a little banged up. Uh, I think Javante's still, uh, kind of taking a little more as far as the touches and responsibility, so I think he's in a great spot here with some RB1 upside. Both the receivers, uh, Corland Sutton and Jerry Judy, uh, have some wide receiver one upside as well. Uh, I think Sutton maybe has a, a little more edge. Um, they had a lot of good chemistry last week. Uh, and on, you know, as far as the Raiders side, um, Derek Carr and Superflex, uh, QB2 territory. Uh, he's still going to get those yards, so maybe he can fall into QB1 week with the matchup. I'm taking over here, Josh Jacobs, uh, RB2 for me uh, with no Hunter Renfro receivers of course Devonte Adams hopefully he can kind of get right as far as his targets and his uh touches um Matt Collins who's been uh the leader in receiving yards for the team so far I think has flex value as well um and Darren Waller uh tied in one top three option as you start him every week um yeah that's that's pretty much we uh pretty much it
0: Yeah I uh I'm going to take the over here I'm going to take Denver to cover Denver to win um Russ has You know, QB1 upside this week, I agree with you. The matchup is is really good here. Uh, Cortland Sutton, Javante Williams, they both have major upside this week at their positions. Um, You know, I think, I mean, Javante Williams, his red zone opportunities have been there, but touchdowns haven't been there. Um, So those should start coming uh, the same way they they started coming for Joe Mixon, you know, the other night, and just even – yeah, even with Joe Mixon, there should be more. But anyway, uh I think Jerry Judy has more upside in a second week back from from the injury. Uh Melvin Gordon, uh he's gonna go. So I think he has some RB three flex upside, especially if Denver takes a lead and, and starts leading on the run game a little bit. Uh it, you know, for the Raiders, Denver has, has they've been a solid pass defense. Um, so I'm I'm gonna take the syrup or the pancakes without the syrup here. Um you know, give me Devonte Adams, give me Darren Waller. I'll play Mac Hollins, but I want nothing to do with Josh Jacobs or not Josh Jacobs, uh, Derek Carr. Uh, Josh Jacobs for me is an RB two, uh, just based on volume. Uh, not running, not many running backs out there that are getting the kind of volume that Josh Jacobs is getting right now. So, he's got to be in your lineup as you know an RB two, RB three option. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, this is uh. Don't want to take Russell to the panic room, so we need we need him to get right here. <laughs> oh,
0: if, if Russ doesn't get right here, he's going yeah. to the panic room. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. No <laughs> Welcome the back and forth room, right now. Off my teams. <laughs> Probably not off my teams, but in the panic room for sure. Um, all right, let's talk about this next matchup here. We've got the one and two New England Patriots traveling to Green Bay to take on the two and one Green Bay Packers. This game has a 30 Nine and a half point total. The Green Bay Packers are ten and a half point favorites. Um, for those at home, that is an applied score of 15. Uh, for the New England Patriots, or 14 and a half. And uh, yeah, anyway, let's talk about the weather. Weather's okay, no concerns in terms of um. Injuries, David Bakhtiari, he is questionable with a knee. Elton Jenkins, questionable with a knee. Jair Alexander was limited with a groin injury. Al Mazard still dealing with the ankle, um, but, he, you know, obviously he's been playing. Uh, and then Christian Watson, he's limited with a hamstring injury. Uh, and then on the New England side, one injury of note is Mac Jones, who is listed as out for this game here uh, against Green Bay probably has a lot to do with that line that we're looking at here. Um, in terms of this matchup, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Green Bay to cover, Green Bay to win. Uh, for for Green Bay, I like the offensive pieces. You know, Jimmy Jones as an, as an RB1. A.J. Dillon as a potential RB2. Uh, you know, being up big should have, you know, should be good for the game script and allow A.J. Dillon a lot more opportunities as well. Uh, Romeo Dobbs. I, I have him as a wide receiver three. Um, I think he's probably the most intriguing guy. Um, just last week and his first, you know, real, real opportunity to go eight for eight for like eighty-seven yards and a touchdown. I mean, he's he's the more the most explosive guy that Rodgers has to throw the football to. So, um, yeah, I, I give him the edge over Lazard. Although I'm still willing to play Lazard as a wide receiver three, wide receiver four. Um, Rogers is a, a borderline QB one, uh, Tunyon is a borderline tight end one. And then for the new England side, everything is everybody saying is that Ramondre is going to be unleashed. Um, so if that's the case, then I, I have him as the RB two with Damien Harris being like an RB three.
1: Yeah. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Pats to cover somehow, but the, the Patriots to win. Um, the Packers, definitely try. sorry. Yeah, the Packers win. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Packers definitely to win the game. Uh, on the Packers side, Rodgers, he's been also with Russell Wilson as far as you know, struggling this year. He's a QB 26 on the year, uh, as far as total points. So he's got to get right here. I think he does, uh, and get to QB one week. Um, though they do lean on the running game though when it gets to that maybe second half and just just to sustain drives in general. I think Aaron Jones, Major Dillon are in great spots here. Um, and the receivers, Romeo Dobbs, I'm, I'm on the Roman Dobbs train. Um, definitely the number one waiver pickup for receivers, I think, uh, this week. Um, he should be rostered in a lot of leagues now. he's uh, You got to fire him up with some wide receiver two upside. Um, and Alan Lazard, uh, wide receiver three flex category for me. Robert Tunyon, uh, stream of the week. So I think he's uh opportunity to get more targets in this game because um, this offense should be flowing. Uh, and then on the Patriots side, only looking at the running backs for sure, especially Brian Hoare in there. It's not going to be a pretty, um, Stevenson, Damian Harris. J has some more upside for me though, but, uh, it'll be tough for them just to move the ball in general. So I think they they're both going to probably be RB twos.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a rough day for rough day for them. Um, but like you said, with the game script, um, you know, there's the potential spread here. Ramondre might have to, some more pass catching opportunities. Yeah. Um. So that'll be good. All right, let's talk about some Sunday night football. The two and one Kansas City Chiefs travel to Tampa Bay to take on the two and one Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, this game has a 45 and a half point total. Kansas City is two and a half point favorites on the road. Um. Yeah, again, just everybody that's been – affected by Hurricane Ian, just mm-hmm. you know, hope that you're okay and um you know that everything, you know, obviously works out and, and that, you know, nobody uh has, you know, lost anything or, you know, that they can't overcome. So just, you know, wanna, you know, put our hearts out for those that are affected by that. Um in terms of the the weather here, uh surprisingly okay um, in terms of, you know, this game, there were thoughts that they could move it out, but, it, you know, it's there, it's staying in Tampa Bay. So, um, you know, that's good news there um, in terms of the injuries, kicker Harrison Bucker for Kansas city, he's a game time decision. Um, so have a pivot, a kicker pivot ready. Greg, do you have a kicker pivot for the people? Oh,
1: I mean, I
0: usually – Ryan Stuck up. uh, He plays – I'm pretty sure he's the Tampa Bay kicker. Oh, yeah, so – And it's a revenge game for him. (laughs) It's true. Drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, so.
1: Uh, Usually, Uh, um, I always take kickers of offenses that can get to the – get close but can't get close enough. So, I mean, the Giants kicker there, he's usually the MVP. Jets cooker, you know, stuff like that, you know, those, those type of kickers.
0: Yeah, definitely those types of kickers. I mean, the Jets kicker worked out last week, but there's weeks been weeks where they don't score. So, it doesn't matter, <laughs> so. Um, anyway, in terms of the rest of the injuries, Akeem Hicks, the, oh no, sorry, Marquez Valdez Scantling, he's questionable with an abdomen, but he he was able to practice. Nico Hardman dealing with a heel injury. On the Tampa Bay side, Akeem Hicks, he's been DMP with a foot. Russell Gage, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones were all limited. Um, and then Godwin got a rest day on Thursday. Uh, I think Julio is a game time decision, if I'm not mistaken. Russell Gage will play. Chris Godwin is questionable. I don't think he's going to play, though. Uh, and then Donovan Smith, the left tackle, is questionable as well. Greg, where are you at with this matchup?
1: Yeah, this is this is rough cuz the the fact that this is the uh Sunday night game and you just name all those injuries like it's going to be tough to make some make decisions for these these rosters. But I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Kansas City to cover and Kansas City to win. Um I just think Mahomes somehow gets it done for this team. Uh both offense struggled last week. Uh Tampa Bay has been struggling offensively uh all year. The injuries definitely a part of that for sure. Uh, on the Kansas City side, Mahomes is a low in QB1. I think he's more in that QB12, 13 category. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get this QB1 week because, you know, Tampa Bay's defense is for real. I think he's still starting him. He's, he's definitely a must start. Um, eight touchdowns on a year, only one pick, almost has 900 yards for sure. So you're, you're throwing Patty out there. Clyde, uh, I'm sitting him. I'm finding someone else uh, to find. If you have a better matchup, I think. The best he gets is maybe RB3 week. Um, but this fresh defense is excellent, even better than that pass defense. Uh Travis Kelsey starting. Um, those are the only two must-starts for Kansas City right now, I think. Mahomes and Kelsey. Uh as far as the Tampa Bay side, I'm also avoiding. I'm playing Fournette. Definitely a must-start. Uh and Mike Evans is back, a must-start for me. If Godwin's able to go, I think I think I'm in Wayne C mode um just till. Next week, he is Chris Godwin, but just don't want to see. If, I don't want him to be out there in a limited fashion. i don't want to be out there for full, full action. Um, and if Julio is able to go, and if you're, you're desperate for a wide receiver, uh, I think he can give you some deep league flex intrigue.
0: Uh, I'm going to take the under 45, 45 and a half. I'm going to take Tampa Bay to cover. I'm going to take Tampa Bay to win. Um, You know, for Kansas City, Mahomes is a low-end QB one. Um, I think ultimately I slotted him at six or seven just because this matchup is so tough. Um, I asked mid-tier. You said what?
1: It's mid-tier. Yeah. It's like like low-end
0: for him, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Now, Travis Kelsey, I got him down as a top three option. Uh Clyde Edwards Lair. I, I agree with what you're saying, the matchup being tough, but I don't in this running back economy. I don't know how many people could afford yeah, to sit him. Uh so you he's like he's a borderline RB two, so I got him like in the RB three territory. Um yeah, it's rough. I'm not saying you do it, you put him in your lineup and you're I'll like, start
1: both him. Dallas running backs over him. I'll start oh, yeah. like- yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, a, I said he's a borderline RB two. This is what I said, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's like an RB three uh, looking outside, looking into an RB two finish. That's what I, yeah, I said. So, um, but I'm not committed to any other part of that offense in this matchup. Like I'm, no. I'm not right. So, um, Leonard Fournette on the t- on the Tampa Bay side, I think he's in a really good spot. Um, I think Tom Brady is a borderline QB one. I think he has a nice bounce back week. Uh, Mike Evans is a wide receiver one option and then Julio Russell Gage they're also you know both intriguing Kansas City's not been great against opposing wide receivers so um, yeah I'm willing to play either one of those depending on if Russell I think Russell Gage is going to be he's going to have a role no matter what Um, Julio if he does go I'm sure you know will be limited could be limited or on a snap count you know just based on his his injury history and things of that nature um yeah but that's it for me
1: yeah yeah just wish it was Bill's Ravens
0: <laughs> you said what
1: I'm just wishing it was Bill's Ravens Bills. oh Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: or this one could have been Bill's Ravens but instead we get the two and one la Rams traveling to San Francisco to take on the one and two San Francisco 49ers where this game is a 42 and a half point total and the San Francisco 49ers are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Weather is okay in this in this matchup here. Los Angeles Rams safety Jordan Fuller was a DMP with a hamstring. Um, D- cornerback David Long was DMP with a groin. Kobe Durant, the cornerback wide receiver, um, is – or should I say cornerback wide receiver? The cornerback <laughs> is questionable – Uh, And then wide receiver Van Jefferson was placed on injured reserve with a knee injury Uh, for San Francisco. Trent Williams often uh, Trent Williams is out with a high ankle sprain. And then Eric Armstead, the defense lineman, is questionable. Uh, Before I give my thoughts on the matchup, Adam has a question about the previous matchup saying, should I drop Sky Moore? So I understand the allure with holding on to a Sky Moore. Um, because he is obviously a rookie wide receiver, and we're seeing what all these rookies are doing from like Drake London to Chris Olave to Garrett Wilson. So we are expecting Sky Moore to do something similar. Um, if you you can drop him after the game like that's completely acceptable, right? Like you could hold him through the Sunday night game. And then if he doesn't do anything, then, you know, I'd pick up like somebody from one of these, other, you know, for somebody from the next game. Um, If you could, I, I don't even know who's worth picking up maybe the a backup running back for the Niners or something. But um <laughs> like, yeah, I, I may, maybe you hold on to him one more week. Um because this there's no one really like Juju Smith Schuster, Miko Hardman, Marcus Valdez no one's really separating themselves. You know, Juju probably the most, but even him is it's it's like fluctuating week to week. So Sky Moore has some upside. I, I don't know what you think about that, Craig.
1: Yeah, I think if you know those, those waiver people for wide receiver are there now, I think he's willing I'd be willing to drop him. Um I'm I'm all about Mahomes. Really, honestly, just giving it out all year. I don't see any of these receivers uh, blowing up as far as you know finishing in the wide receiver one, uh, that strong wide receiver two category. And unless it's like a you know, keeper league, dynasty league, you're keeping Sky more But uh, other than that, I think you can you can cut him.
0: Adam says I've dropped I dropped M- MVS already as well. I know everybody wants to everybody wants to find the Chiefs wide receiver
1: it's that's going to be. It's Travis Kelsey.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the one. Travis Kelsey. Uh, hey, maybe maybe we just only draft these chief wide receivers in like best ball best ball drafts for the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh continue talking about the matchup. So I am going to take the over on 42 and a half. I'm gonna take the Rams to cover. And I will take the Rams to win. Um, Cooper Cup lower end wide receiver one. Tyler Higby is a tight end one option for sure. Um, you can play Akers you know with the volume, but I'm not overly interested in in the matchup here. Um the San Francisco 49ers are the number two run defense in early down neutral game script situations uh that means when the score is plus or minus 6 um so and the the Rams are actually the number 1 run defense in that in that same uh metric so uh not interested in playing cam makers in this matchup but again the volume should be there uh not playing Stafford or Allen Robinson um for San Francisco I'm or, yeah, I said Cooper Cup already. For San Francisco, I'm in on Jeff Wilson again um, just because the volume is going to be there, and he's another guy that is getting these red zone opportunities and has not been converting, uh, so he should be able to to, to get a red zone touchdown. Uh, and then Debo Samuel, he's a high-end wide receiver, uh, one. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, a wide receiver, two, potentially, and then George Kittle is a, a top five tight end option for me.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the Rams to cover and the Rams to win. Uh, yeah, I don't know how they get it done. this one of those, also these games. Um, but I'm with you on the, the Rams side. Stafford has been struggling this year. I'm not starting him. I think there's plenty of other quarterbacks you can find, like a Mariota or uh, someone someone else to to start. Cooper Cup. Uh, Is really the only lock in this matchup, but you know, the Cam Makers and Daryl Henderson, I think they're they're both um, playable in, in the run RB economy right now. Uh, you're gonna find a lot of, not find a lot of options to, to replace them. Um, so you're playing them uh, and hopefully they get some reasonable opportunities to score. Uh, on the uh, Tyler Higby though, yeah, de- definitely a tight end one. He's been falling out this year. His, his matchup has been great this year and he's been taking advantage of them. On the San Francisco side, Jeff Wilson Jr., I do like high in RB2 um, with some RB1 upside if he gets those touchdowns. And the receivers I really like as well. Uh the Rams secondary has been pretty weak. Jalen Ramsey doesn't really shadow. He stays um where he's at. Uh so Brandon Ayuk and Deebo Sanyo are, are due for a good day. And George Kittle, yeah, he's uh you're ranking just off talent, you're ranking him uh up there. You're playing him, you're not, you're not sitting him.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Adam is asking, will Jimmy G – I'm assuming that's Jimmy G. Will Jimmy break 20-plus fantasy points in full PPR? Um says, I'm thinking about starting him over Trevor Lawrence because I have Kittle as my tight end. I do not think Jimmy G gets the over 20 fantasy points. Um, it's possible for sure. It's definitely within the range of outcomes. We do like, you know, the pieces around him, you know, Debo Samuel – Brandon, Ayu. Yeah. um, but Debo Samuel, obviously he's going to do a lot of stuff on the ground. Um, so he doesn't even really need Jimmy G to have, to have a fantasy relevant day. Um, and this offense doesn't need Jimmy G, uh, for, no, for them to, to potentially win this game here. So I would go in another direction. I, I agree with your, with you, Adam. I don't want to start Trevor Lawrence this week against Philadelphia. But Mariota is somebody I would start. Jacoby Brissett is somebody that I would start. Um, I would even look to Matt Ryan against Tennessee. Um, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, seems like Greg's on the same page.
1: Yeah. I would have said dragoff too, but he had sustained – his team just sustained so many injuries yesterday. Yeah. So, um, thinking about that conversation. But, yeah, uh, definitely like those options you brought up. Mariota, especially.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm always gonna go lean towards Mariota because of the, the rushing upside. That's just safe. Yeah. Um, and then obviously if his game shoots out that and you know he adds a couple of touchdown passes, then, then we're feeling good about it. Um let's move on to that money hey, time. He, yes, he starts to week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Greg, why don't you start, man, your quarterback start of the week this week?
1: Going with my man. Aaron Rodgers going against the Patriots. I know, you know, we talked about he's been struggling this year, being in that QB 20 uh, territory. But this is that get right matchup for him. Uh, As far as, you know, the matchup, the Patriots has just been pretty bad defensively this year. Um, You know, they've just been pretty bad on both sides of the ball. Um, And I think the Packers are going to be rolling. Um, One of those games where, you know, Aaron Rodgers gets his touchdowns early. uh, lets the running back's handle in the second half and later in the game. Uh, Rodgers is is due for a QB one day.
0: Yeah, I like this one, man. Ten and a half point favorites. That's nice. It's cushy, and uh, Rodgers should have a lot to do with that. Um, you know, especially as he he gets these you know Romeo Dobbs and, and more involved, and and obviously we saw the involvement a couple weeks ago with Aaron, Aaron Jones. So definitely like that one. Um, I hope you like this one, Greg. My quarterback start of the week is Russell Wilson against the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, the Raiders allow the fourth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks over the last three weeks. Russell Wilson has struggled for sure, but I think he's in a nice bounce back spot here against the Raiders' defense that ranks 26th in expected points added versus the pass in early down, neutral game script situations. They allow the second most fantasy points per drop back uh, to the quarterback position. I like this spot this week, I've got him projected. For a top 10 finish, but I think he has upside for more than that.
1: Yeah, man, the Raiders have been a team to attack for for quarterbacks, Cardinals too. Yeah, so we, we love Russell Wilson. Let's ride.
0: <laughs> Let's ride. Uh, looks like you're dipping into this game as well, Greg. Uh, who's your running back start of the week?
1: Yeah, going with Javante Williams um, in the same game, uh, going against the, the Vegas Raiders. I think you talked about how it's a good right game for the entire offense um they're bad in the the secondary as well and they're bad in the rush defense is just as bad as well so javante williams getting last two weeks getting 15 carries getting close to five targets you love that he's getting close to 20 touches that's that's rb1 territory for for as far as opportunity um and that means with this opportunity and the the red zone um opportunities they should get you should be in due for a big day
0: yeah, I I love Javante this week. I, I I think he's got top five, top three upside. It, it's yeah, it should be a good week for Javante Williams. So I like this yes, one sir. a lot. I'm going with a J Williams, but it's a different Williams, Jamal Williams, going up against Seattle. Uh, obviously, we know Swift is out for this game. Um, Williams should see a lot of opportunities, and we already know he's he's been getting the goal line opportunities. And like I talked about. On Wednesday's show, the Lions like to run the football 63% of the time in in early down neutral game script situations, Um, and they're ranked number one in, they're the number one rush offense in terms of expected points added, while Seattle is a 32nd ranked defense against the run in those same situations. Uh, This is an opportunity for a cake matchup here for Jamal Williams and somebody who, you know, probably you you you've seen him as a flex or somebody who's on your bench or maybe a trade chip for the DeAndre Swift manager, but this week he's a top ten running back and has to be in your lineup.
1: Yeah, love that for sure. now he's gonna be starting the drives, getting them down the field, and also ending the drives too. So that <laughs> with touchdowns. So that's that's good, good formula.
0: Definitely Greg, who is your wide receiver start of the week this week?
1: Gotta go with Mike Williams uh in this matchup. Going against uh, Houston, one. This follows the Mike Williams trend. I mean, Week One, pretty bad. Week Two, excellent. Week Three, pretty bad. So this is the follow the Mike, Mike Williams boom of us trend uh, for for a booming week. Um, I'm feeling that close to 10 targets, number, uh, you know, close to 100 yards as well. No Keenan Allen again, um, so the, the targets are have to be funneled towards towards him. Um, and in, in general, the matchup is pretty good going against Houston. Uh, this is a team the Chargers should be up. Uh, Herbert's a little more healthy, you know, two weeks removed now from the the, the fractured rib. So he should get going with Mike Williams for sure. Have a beast day.
0: Yeah, I like this one as well. Um, Mike Williams, again, can't cry when he gets zero points and love him when he gets 30 points. So uh, enjoy your 30 points when you get him. Uh, My wide receiver start of the week. um, This is a little shocking, right? But. Hey, I, I, I got to give the man his flowers. Amari Cooper going up <laughs> against Atlanta. You know, it's got to be a good week for Amari Cooper if I'm selecting him for my start of the week. That's so, a fact, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I again, I got to give, I got to give the man his flowers. He's he's seventh at the position with a 30.7 percent target share. Atlanta has not been good against the wide receiver position, even with AJ Terrell out there. They allow the fourth most fantasy points to the wide receiver position. I like Amari Cooper for a top ten week this week.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Coming from the Amari Cooper hate club, for sure. This is definitely uh, the a uh, get uh, you know nice from hearing that.
0: Hey man, I don't hate Amari Cooper. I just dislike his inconsistencies <laughs> and his excuse making. Like the time when he had zero catches and he said it, it was because it was raining, but everybody else caught the ball. So it was just things like that that I don't like. And then the fact that he'll you know, played like 13 games. You know, and 2016 when I was 17. Be. But you know, yeah. And like all his fantasy production will come from like four games. And just, <laughs> But he hasn't been that this year. He's been great. So Amari <laughs> Cooper, you you go, man, you go. Uh Greg, who's your tight end start of the week this week?
1: Another hate club member of yours, <laughs> J- TJ. <laughs> TJ Hawkinson going against Seattle. Uh He talks about how Derek Goff is missing the skill players. No DeAndre Swift who eats up targets. No, I'm on Ross St. Brown, who eats up the most targets. So this uh, targets, a lot of targets, almost 20 targets are going to open up for TJ Hawkinson. Um, in Seattle, definitely not good against the tight end. So it's, it's a, a good matchup for him as well. Um, I think he's he's got to get right here, uh, get close to seven to eight targets and hopefully get in the, the end zone because Detroit has been a, a better offense. I think they they look to TJ Hawkinson more.
0: Yeah, there's uh, about 40. 40- Two percent of the team targets <sighs> missing <laughs> between Amon Hossee <Rossain-Brown laughs> and uh DeAndre Swift. So those have to go somewhere. Uh so sure. I, I'm in agreement with you, TJ Hawkinson uh, you know, goes from maybe like the tight end 12 to like the tight end 10. So <laughs> 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 no, I'm just messing around, man. I like I like Hawk this week. Um, you know, I I know I, I get on them, but that's because I expect I expect more from them. That's that's really what it is. It's of it's, it's, that's what it's about there. Uh, my tight end start of the week, someone that I guess I'm expecting more of this week. Uh, David and Joku versus Atlanta, double dipping into the Browns from our starts of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pass catchers, uh, Jacoby Brissett's my stream of the week. So going all in on the Browns. You really sport. are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Atlanta allows the, uh, the, you know, the second the second most fantasy points to the tight end position behind Greg's favorite team to target, the, Atlanta, the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, the only tight end with a target share higher than Njoku's 26% is Mark Andrews' absurd 43% target share. Um, but he's seen at least five targets through two games. I like his, you know, through the last two games. I like his outlook here to have a nice tight end one week.
1: Yeah, like that, like attacking Atlanta's defense in, in any way possible. They've been abysmal this year.
0: Definitely. And imagine yeah. you bring it back with that offense. I'm, you know, I'm just saying. Um, all right, man. It's about that time. Yes, sir. You got to play mm-hmm. and get money. So for those who don't know, get money is a head-to-head DFS contest on FanDuel or Greg and I go against one another. And it's a snake style draft. Once a player is selected, they are removed from the player pool. So Greg and I have a completely unique lineup. Um, And Greg gets the first pick in odd weeks. And since it is not an odd week, I get the first pick. And another caveat is we are only playing within the main slate. So uh, the 930 game is not a part of it. You know the London games not a part of it, as well as the um, you know the Sunday, Sunday night football, Monday night football not a part of it. So that being said, um, my first pick I will go with Jamal Williams, my running back start of the week as my first running back at seventy four hundred.
1: Yeah, stuff, stuff, stuff for sure. Now, you know, already going to have to start adjusting the lineup for sure. Um, but I'm going to take, <laughs> as far as my RB1, I'm going to take a little Herbert, 7,200, uh, slide him in there. uh, I need some production.
0: I like, I like that a lot. Uh, for my uh, first wide receiver, I'm going to take Drake London, 6,300. Mm. Gotta get into that Atlanta game. Did I did I do it again, Greg?
1: And yeah, did it again, yo? <laughs> oh man. That's fine. That's fine. I'm gonna pivot real quick. Uh I'ma take some leverage play, Mariota, Marcus Mariota at quarterback, because you're gonna take Drake London. I had Drake London in that lineup. So yeah, I'm gonna take Marcus Mariota at quarterback, seven to three hundred.
0: Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um <clears throat> At, See, this is a strategy, right? Because I got to figure out who I want to take next. Because I don't want you to get them. Um, You know, I don't want to leave people available to you. So I'm trying to figure out who you would take from my lineup. Who's most likely you would take? Um So I'm gonna go ahead and go tight end here. Uh, I'm gonna go David and Joku, fifty-seven hundred. Like I like the that here.
1: Like that, uh, I'm gonna go uh, at wide receiver one, a Jay Brown 8300. Slide him in there, get some juice in that lineup, yes, sir.
0: Okay, you you. You almost gave me heart palpitations there. Uh, my wide receiver one, I'm just gonna pick him now because I don't want to, you know, uh, Stefan Diggs 8700 going up against mm-hmm. Baltimore. I gotta get it, I gotta get some of this game.
1: Um, like that, I'm gonna take as my wide receiver two, Curtis Samuel, uh, 6,200, um, going against Dallas.
0: Where in my flex, I'm going with Mark Andrews, 8,400,
1: like that for sure. Uh, in my RB2, I'm gonna take James Robinson, 7,800, going against Philly. Uh,
0: as my Defense, I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals, 3,200. It was cheap. It was cheap. Yeah, yeah, real cheap. Uh,
1: As my wide receiver, three, I'm going to go Corlin Sutton at 6,800. Uh, slide him in there going against Vegas.
0: At my RB2, I'm going Brees Hall, 6,300. Uh, going up against Pittsburgh.
1: At my tight end, your tight end stream of the week, Tyler Conklin.
0: Fifty four hundred. Uh, put him in, in there, sir. So. Uh, my receiver three slot. I'm gonna go with George Pickens fifty one hundred.
1: Okay, okay. And then my flex spot. I'm gonna go Mike Williams. My wide receiver start of the week seventy two hundred.
0: At quarterback, I'm going Josh Allen eighty nine hundred. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Woo. I'm like, oh, George Pickens, You know, all these other guys, random guys? That's why I need to save some some bread, I see. Uh, and then my defense, going to New York Jets, 3,600, going against arguably the worst offense in the league, besides the Giants.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We haven't seen the Jets yet. Zach Wilson, so. <laughs> um, all right, so I will read off my lineup. I feel like I didn't have to change it. I feel really good about this, but changing it is usually when you when you fall. Yeah, you
1: fall. Yeah, you fall into these big, huge slates Yeah,
0: yeah, this massive <laughs> week. So we'll see what happens. Um, but at quarterback, I have Josh Allen. At running back, I got Brees Hall, who was sixty three hundred. Josh Allen was eighty nine hundred. Running back two, I got Jamal Williams seventy four hundred. My wide receiver one, Stefan Diggs eighty seven hundred. To go along with my Josh Allen stack, Uh, wide receiver, I got Drake London, uh, 6,300. Wide receiver three is George Pickens, 5,100. At tight end, I've got David Njoku, 5,700, my tight end start of the week. And then in my flex spot, I've got Mark Andrews um, to get a game stack with uh, Diggs and and Josh Allen, 8,400. And then as my defense to save some salary, I've got the Arizona Cardinals, who are 3,200, going up against Carolina and Baker Mayfield.
1: <laughs> I'm going with uh, Marcus Mariota, quarterback, 7,300. My RB1, James Robinson, at 7,800, going against Philly. Khalil Herbert, as my RB2, going against the Giants, at 7,200. A.J. Brown, wide receiver, 1, at 8,300. Curtis Samuel, going against Dallas, at 6,200, my wide receiver, 2. Corlin Sutton, 6,800. Uh, my wide receiver three Tyler Conklin 5400 tight end going against Pittsburgh Mike Williams wide receiver start of the week 7200 flex and the New York Jets defense 3600 going against Pittsburgh
0: yeah I I like that um I just like mine better honestly but <laughs> yeah, I mean, have
1: Josh Allen and Diggs yeah.
0: <laughs> and Mark Andrews
1: and Mark Andrews yeah Oh, man. Um, it's not going to watch that game. I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lying. so locked into that game.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, all right. Let's talk about – got some questions here. Uh, the chat is pretty active today. Um, Adam's asking, Boomer Siason says that he thinks the Giants will trade Saquon to the Bills before the trade deadline. Thoughts on the Bills' super team? Thoughts on a Bills Super Team. If the if the if the Bills pull that off, I will believe that the salary cap is not real. Um, and as a Jets fan, I would hate it. But as a fantasy fan, like I would I would love it, right? Like Saquon Barkley in that offense, like that's like the missing piece for that offense. Is is a true three down back who doesn't have to leave the field and can stay on with Josh Allen and catch the football.
1: Yeah, catching football. I still don't think, you know, uh, as far as, you know, football talk, that would definitely make him a super team. He's not getting touchdowns, though. Josh Allen's still getting these touchdowns in, in the red zone. I don't care who is the running back. Josh Allen is the main goal line running back, though. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Um, ja-
0: Saquon would have to get his touchdowns from like 50 out.
1: Yeah, he would. He would have to get big, big runs. But uh, imagine
0: how much space Saquon would have in that offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. how much space he would have to to operate because the Bills already line oh, up with like, four wide. <laughs> Too many <laughs>
1: drives, yo. It's going to be just, ah, Saquon, ah, Saquon
0: and, ah. and then it's just, you run that zone read with Saquon, and then, you know, hold the back. You can't leave Josh Allen, like, open. So, um, yeah, it would be stupid. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, yeah. I would, as a Jet fan, I would hate it. As a football fan, it would be fantastic. Um Salary caps yeah.
1: are carried over, though. That's maybe the Bills have some more money, you know, some.
0: Last year, sure. yeah, they're printing it. I guess I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lucius says, "Morning, can you guys talk some sense into me? I have hope for Zeke when I don't think I should have someone talking to me about Josh Jacobs for him. Should I get off the Zeke train?
1: I don't know, Greg. I've, I've, you are a come Zeke back around
0: in our league of extraordinary people. You could speak to this more than I, more than I mean, better than I could.
1: Yeah, I've I've, I've come back around for for Zeke. Um, I'm pretty sure." I, I think I put him in a panic room maybe after week one or two. But Dak's close. Dak's very close. Zeke's been running well. Like you, you can't as far as the efficiency numbers, he's he's been getting yardage. Uh, Tony Pollard is gonna be involved, but you just gotta reassess your, you know, who we use guys. He's not gonna be high in RB one anymore. But I think he's a very solid uh RB two um that has upside for for games when this offense is better and it's gonna get better because Dak is coming back and Cooper Rush isn't horrible to begin with. So um I like this team as well. The Raiders are 0-3. I don't think they continue to I don't continue to see him getting any better. So Josh Jacobs, unless he's gonna get start getting five catches a game, uh, they're gonna be behind. So I'm 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 liking Zeke for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, I, I I'm with that as well. That was my initial thought. Um I, w- I would rather be attached to Zeke uh and then in this Dallas offense than you know, Josh Jacobs and and um you know, the Raiders offense and team, I mean, with Josh Jacobs, there's the guaranteed volume Zeke, you know, you have to share that work a little bit with Tony Pollard. And then obviously the pass volume could, could, you know, uh, go up and, and any week with, you know, Kellen Moore calling plays there. So yeah, I'm, a, I'm going to hold on to Zeke. I, I want, I want to be attached to the better offense and um, you know, teams that are going to be in positive game script. And I think that's where Zeke, I mean that's where both of these running backs are going to be at their best, right? Yeah. And they have positive game script and they can run the football and they're getting goal line opportunities. And so the question here is which player is going to see that situation more more often, and and, and that's that's Zeke Elliott. So um, unless you're getting like Josh Jacobs and then you're getting like an upgrade at wide receiver, you know, yeah. like like you're getting like Josh Jacobs and Christian Kirk, like that would be something that I would consider. Um but it, I wouldn't just do it a one a one for one of Zeke for Josh Jacobs. I'd have to get something to to make it even on the upgrade side. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one we're gonna take to this morning. That boy, Hayden, five is asking: Cortland Sutton or Deontay Johnson? Even if. It is, I don't think it matters. Um, but I like top five wide receiver upside on the week here. Um, your thoughts on, on that here, Greg. Yeah, Corlin
1: Sutton was definitely in wide receiver uh start territory for me. Um, I think he's gonna get right. Deontay Johnson I think it's a great floor play every week. Uh, but I think the upside here is Corlin Sutton this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, is there any reason why we can't get both of them in your lineup?
1: Yeah, we're <laughs> – Because word.
0: that would be the that would be the ideal yeah, thing mm-hmm. here. Um, For sure. But, yeah, the PPR league, you know, uh, Deontay Johnson has that safe floor. I just think yeah, Sun has some upside this week against the against the Raiders. Yeah. Um, all right, I know I said that was the last one, but this this will really be the last one. Four-Eyed Geek Light is saying more than <laughs> Gerald Everett or Tyler Conklin. Uh, I'm going Tyler Conklin here. Uh, Pittsburgh has not been great against tight ends. Conklin is currently the tight end three uh, in fantasy points per game in PPR leagues. Um, yeah, so I, I would I would do that.
1: Yeah, I mean both these options have been pretty good um, on the year. They're both tight end six and tight end seven. Um, yeah, if there was a way you could trade one, get some get some uh, something back. But I'm gonna go for this week. I'm gonna. I think we'll go Conklin as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh. Let's start closing this out. Greg, what do you ex? Most-
1: oh, you're. Bills Ravens, first answer. Bills Ravens, second answer. <laughs> Bills <laughs> Ravens, third answer. Like, uh, hopefully, they can put Tony Romo and Jim Nance in that game. Yeah, I, I need some 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 good action from. Two of the best quarterbacks in the league give yeah. ben, Lamar some respect, oh.
0: yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, Bills Ravens, uh, gonna be the matchup of the week, and, in my opinion, and and, and most everybody's opinion. Uh, that game, I, I, I'm hoping it hits the over. I think it hits the over. Uh, should hit the over. So let's 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 so Once Kyle
1: Hanson says that witching you now is about to happen, you know, it's about to take off. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm also excited, you know, low-key, high-key, excited for Zach Wilson to make his okay. season debut, uh, see what this Jets offense can look like, can maintain this explosiveness. And Yeah, it'll be nice for, for Jets fans, but it also be good for fantasy.
1: Yeah, hopefully, you know, he uh, has his biggest storyline be on the field not off the field, you know.
0: <laughs> That's a common theme of most
1: <laughs> Facts.
0: Alright, y'all. Good luck this weekend. Uh, good luck in all your matchups. Don't tilt too hard. Uh, don't stare at the phone. Uh, just enjoy the football games. Spend time with family. And we'll uh, talk to y'all on Monday when we recap week four. We're going to be recording a little bit later on Monday. Maybe like 6 30, something like that. Um, but we'll obviously uh, schedule out. Y'all will see. Have a good weekend, guys, everyone, gals, and uh, we'll talk to y'all on Monday. Peace.
1: Yeah.